0: Hello and welcome to Arden Education's podcast on refraction of waves. Let's start with a quick recap of the GCSE content this podcast builds on. Refraction is where a wave changes direction due to a change in the density of the medium that it's travelling through. When it travels from a less dense medium to a more dense medium, it bends towards the normal. For example, when a light ray travels from air to water, It travels from a less dense medium to one which is more dense, so it bends towards the normal. And the converse is also true. However, if the wave crosses the boundary at exactly 90 degrees, called the normal, then it does not bend at all. Now we've revised the GCSE content, let's continue with the AS content. The change in direction is due to a change in speed when travelling in different substances. Waves travel slower in more dense mediums, which is why they bend towards the normal. The frequency doesn't change, but the speed and the wavelength do. As different materials can refract waves different amounts, we can calculate the refractive index of a material using the formula N equals C divided by CS. N is the refractive index, C is the speed of light in a vacuum, and CS is the speed in the material n should always be greater than 1, so just double check your answer as you calculate it to make sure it's a sensible answer. We can also assume that the refractive index of air to be 1, as waves don't significantly slow down in air. We can link the refractive index of two materials at a boundary to the angle of refraction by using Snell's law. The formula is n1 sin theta1 is equal to n2 sin theta2 where n1 and n2 are the refractive index of the two materials and theta1 and theta2 are the angles of refraction in the two materials. It can also be written as n2 divided by n1 is equal to sine theta1 divided by sine theta2. Make sure to measure the angle of refraction between the incident ray and the normal. At a boundary from a more dense to a less dense material, If the angle of incidence is greater than a critical angle, total internal reflection occurs. This is where the wave is reflected back at the boundary and doesn't pass through it. For example, this happens in cut diamonds, where the light rays are internally reflected several times inside the diamond before leaving, which gives a beautiful sparkling effect. This only occurs when those two conditions are met. It must be traveling from a more dense to a less dense medium and the angle of incidence must be greater than the critical angle. To find the critical angle, use the formula sine theta is equal to N2 divided by m one where N is that refractive index of the two materials that we've spoken about before. This can also be found experimentally if you don't know the values already. A laser is shown into the material and the angle of incidence and the angle of reflection is recorded. The experiment is repeated and an average found. Use Snell's law to find the refractive index of the material from those angles. Total internal reflection is used in fibre optics, where a light ray is shone down a thin tube coated in cladding on the outside. The core of the fibre is very optically dense, such as plastic or glass, and is surrounded by a lower density cladding. This difference in optical density allows total internal reflection to bounce the light ray down the wire without it escaping. There is also an outer sheath, which protects the fibre from physical damage and provides strength. Fibre optics are used in communications, such as telephone and internet services, and is much more efficient due to being able to send multiple messages down the fibre at once. Fibre optics are also used in medical imaging, for example in an endoscope. An endoscope is inserted into the body and a light shone down the tube. The tube is really flexible so it can get around corners. It's made of two optical fibres, one to carry the light down to the body and the other one carries the light back up to the eyepiece or a camera to create a digital picture. The last section to look at of this topic is dispersion. When white light is used instead of monochromatic light, the different frequencies spread out inside the optic fibre due to the difference in speeds between the red and blue light. This is called material dispersion. Red is faster inside the fibre and therefore reaches the end of the cable before the blue light. This means that a short pulse of white light into the start of the fibre results in a longer pulse at the other end, which is called pulse broadening. Another type of dispersion is modal dispersion, which occurs when the light pulse is spread out due to the different angles of incidence in the original pulse. This effect increases as the core width increases, meaning that a narrow core tends to be used to reduce this. This also causes pulse broadening at the other end of the core. Over the time spent in the core, multiple pulses could emerge at the other end if the pulse is elongated too far and it distorts the final signal. As well as pulse broadening, over the length of the core, some of the energy is absorbed by the core, which reduces the amplitude of the signal, which can lead to loss of information if over a long distance. So to summarize, to reduce pulse broadening, Make the core as narrow as possible. Use monochromatic light, not white light. And use an optical fibre repeater to regenerate the pulse so that it doesn't have to travel over a long distance. To reduce absorption, use a core which is completely transparent. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to follow Ireland Education or like us on Facebook for updates, free guides and information for our online group division classes and private tutors.